Hi folks, welcome to Drama Darbar. Thank you so much for sharing and supporting our podcast the past few weeks. Uh there are millions of podcasts out there and until you start your own, you don't realize how much work it is. Both B and I have been learning as we go and hopefully getting better. So it's really great to know that people are listening and when we get messages, it does help us. So keep sending us the love and also let a friend or two know about our podcast so we can spread the love. Um I'm Ramya and today I'm joined by my co-host B and our guest Purvaja. Purvaja it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for making time for us. Uh do you want to just Thank you so much. <laughs> do you want to tell us how you got into K-dramas and what kept you here? Of course. So um I'm I'm quite a K-drama newbie I think compared to both of you. Um last April actually March I think uh, you know when when the lockdown kind of started i was looking for something to watch and a friend um recommended this k drama called her private life because that's that's what she had just finished seeing so i started actually on a whim i i didn't know that you know there were a lot of people out there who were watching or you know there was this huge fan base i i just took her recommendation and started watching and that's it here we are i think a year later and i've seen about 35 shows so far and i love them and k dramas also led me to k pop which i really really like uh, i can never resist a good uh, romantic uh, k drama but i'm also you know watching a few other genres right now i just finished seeing a uh, signal which i really like so what are some of the shows you've seen and that you like so far oh um i love so i'm currently wa- watching um, vincenzo which i love it's super and i'm a huge uh, song jonki fan i love um, what's wrong with secretary kim is one of my favorites um i love weightlifting fairy or uh, kim bok chu um i also like startup quite a bit um and uh, what else i um, a-, a lot of them actually i like 100 days my prince i loved the uh, stronger bong soon that again was a show i immensely enjoyed and uh, her private life of course and oh my ghost again and one of my all time favorites is uh, romance is a bonus book that's a show that i recommend to anyone who says they're starting off you're starting you know watching k dramas it's a show that i really really enjoyed and it's a show i keep going back to because of you know how warm it is and it speaks about books which again is something i love um yeah these and of course signal and stranger um, i forgot to mention stranger was you know one of my top favorites i i think i was i don't remember the last time i was so blown away by you know a show i even wrote a huge it got me back to blogging after 4 years that's how much i enjoyed the show you should plug your blog what is it called oh um right now i just have a medium page but okay. yeah uh, it's on my twitter feed so Okay, people can check it out there who doesn't love a good romantic comedy if you've watched classics from hollywood and bollywood uh we probably got something for you today uh romantic comedies are the bread and butter genre of korean and chinese dramas or just asian drama- dramas in general korean dramas have actually evolved over time outside of romcoms in the last few years you won't find any more of the classic style romcoms uh the sheer volume of the genre i think ha- lends itself to go into other areas so today you'll find a typical romcom blended with a ghost or fantasy or 
uh, horror. So they've done a great job of kind of evolving the genre. Uh, if you want to see the core, pure, hallmark type uh, rom-coms these days, uh, China, Chinese dramas are the way to go. So uh, what do we find most endearing about them? What makes Asian dramas different? I think, uh, you know, the way that um, speaking strictly from a K-drama, you know, fan's perspective, I've never uh, I've never seen, you know, any other language manufacture romantic moments the way that, you know, K-dramas do. Of course, they do have a lot of, you know, tropes that, uh, you know, you'll find common across all these shows, but they're so well done. It's it's the it's the very definition of feel good and you know warm and fuzzy and butterflies it's all about that and one of the first things that this is um you know when i started off uh, with watching k dramas the first few dramas that i saw her private life what's wrong with secretary kim or weightlifting fairy all of them had such nice male characters which i loved it's so you know I guess our benchmark is quite low sometimes for, you know, how nice uh, male characters in uh, rom-coms are. <laughs> but all these guys, I mean, I remember watching Her Private Life and I, I was really taken aback because of how nice the guy is. Of course, he's grumpy in the start and all that, but really he respects the woman, which I thought was amazing. He gives her space and... This this I really, really liked. And I think this was a major check for me uh, that, you know, got me watching more shows uh, in the genre. Touch Your Heart and All also that had a really, really nice male character. Yeah, and that's more of like, I think her private life is like a superbly fan service oriented exactly rom-com, right? Like if you are a K-drama, drama fan, you have to watch that show. There is no other way for you. You can't exactly. call yourself a K-drama fan if you haven't watched a private life. Exactly. And a K-pop uh, fan. K-pop fan, yeah. yeah. Because in that, she's actually a fan of the K-pop idol. And, you know, exactly, exactly. And yeah. And there was something really nice in that show because, uh, you know, she's a fangirl in the show. And you're always, you know, everyone thinks she's, you know, weird because of how much of a fangirl she is of this pop star. And this guy is so not phased by it. I loved it. I loved how till the end he wasn't phased. He even goes to a house that's decorated with all this uh, merchandise and, you know, huge paintings of him. And he's just not phased. You know, it's just another part of her. And he says he likes that she's a fangirl, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. And he's secure, I think, because he, he's Very, the director yes. of that museum. Yeah. I think he's like a little bit more secure and you know, he knows how to kind of hold himself. Definitely, and, definitely, yes. Yeah, that's a good show, actually. I mean, uh, what's wrong with Secretary Kim, though, has this vain guy. <laughs> you know, it's one of the... And I didn't know if I should like Park Soju in that or not like him. But... Um, he was the most likable narcissist I've ever, you know, seen in a K-drama or actually in any other language. He was so likable. I actually rewatched yeah. the show recently and he was so sweet. Yeah, I think, yeah, he was sweet. He was, he's, he's a likable narcissist. To expand on what B was saying earlier, right? Like uh, the way K-drama rom-coms interplay various genres, they have a main thread and they're able to float 
the side, you know, left or right and blending in different kinds of topics. And over time, I've seen apart from the regular fantasy, ghosts, there are workplace rom-coms, which now have become a craze. And I think they're also flowing into Chinese cup based on a couple of I've seen. There is mental health, there's time travel, there's gender benders, there's fan service, her private life is a fan service one. There is military like descendant of descendants of the sun and you know crash landing on you a little bit but i don't think that's a rom-com but still uh this pure fluff of course touch your heart was just pure fluff pure fluff uh, yes pure <laughs> fluff there is there is music you know there is music some of them like especially the idol ones you know where you're like hey you're an idol he falls in love with the commoner uh what does that show be that uh, you Her like liar and his lover yeah i love that show because of how <laughs> they represent the music industry and the romance yeah, is so and, cute and and historical ones because you know love in the moonlight and 100 days my prince there's a there's a bunch of fun historical rom-com so the way all of these have like a template and you're able to plug and you know do like different permutation combinations and you know use the tropes and stuff like that is what makes it interesting and what it does is actually it expands the audience so if you you aren't a true rom-com fan and if you're watching one of these oh and the latest one is uh, the technology ones which is the ro- robot ones which have uh which is which is why I'm not a robot there is like whole hollow yeah. love and there's like all of these there's one more show I f- I forget the name in which he's actually a robot and then she actually falls in love deeply with him uh I don't know what that show it's not coming to me but it's it's that is the latest one and I'm seeing this whole thing become a craze and people are like buying more and more into it um so I think that's what i like like you know and i find it very endearing to have an appetite for all kinds of genres mixed within this rom-com base like a base and then you add these flavorings of little bit of this little bit of that and make it very tropey and the familiarity feels very heartwarming and you know it keeps you there so absolutely uh the in korean and chinese shows uh the women are modern and i feel like they don't necessarily show them in a regressive way sure there is some sexism but not as much as i would say in an indian cinema or an indian show and i think that's what attracts me to these shows and then i love the perfect balance that they achieve between humor romance heartbreak so you you cry a bit you laugh a bit but at the end of the day there's that predictability right you know that you're going to feel warm you know you're going to feel happy and uh, to me it feels like being wrapped in a comforter on a cold day with hot chocolate in your hand because you know that you're going to feel that your heart is going to feel happy at the end of it and that's why i watch these shows again and again So you what are some shows that you like in this genre uh, and uh, why do you like them So you know uh, if we're talking about modern romances um yeah I think What's Wrong with Secretary Kim would definitely top my list because it has it has these really firstly it has these really nice actors I love Park Seo Joon and Park Min Young and you know the fact that when when I heard the premise of the show all the stereotypes that I thought will be a part of the show were in there 
you know i thought oh my god um you know he's this rich guy or his parents are going to be horrible they aren't this sweet they aren't yeah and and you think oh she's a secretary oh my god are they going to you know overly sexualize her character or, or are they going to you know bring in or are they going to make it really uncomfortable they didn't yeah. she's really clear she's independent you know in fact he's the big ceo and he's this uh, he's this uh, vice president but she's the she's the one who's you know clear in her head she thinks for both of them and it's often him learning from her he he i feel like you know it's from the time the show starts it's how his character evolves along you know as he falls in love with her which i thought was great and of course her private life that we've spoken about again perfect you know um fuzzy warm feel good romance which had great characters also another great favorite and because i'm a total namjoo hyuk fan i love weightlifting fairy i remember every I, everyone who saw the show the first thing you know i asked them is don't you think he was the perfect boyfriend he's so ideal he's such a nice character this is really touching scene where you know um of course he's pursuing her but um uh, her dad gets taken to the hospital and you know he he's waiting for her with a bunch of roses but when he finds out what happens he immediately thinks okay you know the roses can wait and he takes her to the hospital all that the way they write their male characters again i think is just amazing and of course um i know a few of you uh, i think uh, b is a ji chang wook fan i remember her telling me so yes ji chang wook and romance i think go hand in hand i loved him in suspicious partner of course suspicious partner has this whole murder and you know this uh, this mystery angle as well but the romance again in that was so well done he's super charming on screen so no surprises there like you know modern romance so it really worked for me as well he's the best kisser <laughs> definitely so i think is ji chang wook first and park seo joon second agreed 100% yeah. agreed ji chang wook is number 1 yeah and lee jong suk is third uh, because yeah you know yeah it's definitely this ranking for me <laughs> I like how that's important you know romance long yeah for sure yes, skin, you know it's a good kisser is definitely important um in yeah in i think in what's wrong with secretary kim she has a lot of agency because the show technically starts off with her saying i'm going to quit right exactly <laughs> mean, exactly to be okay, you know i've given my life to you i'm just going to quit i'm going to figure out what i want to do exactly that's true um i want to talk about some of the fantasy romcoms and mental health romcoms right i think um, we've talked about some of these in our previous episodes but one one which is super famous is legend of the blue sea and it's a fantasy romcom and i call it a like i think a romcom is because he's such a dark in it you know like i think yeah, for oh, a con man even who <laughs> is like just such a dark and you know the fact that they're trying to figure out and she erases his memory the first time it also is super tropey like let's be honest you know sure, it has yeah. all the tropes and but it's such a fun show and that one is obviously like on the top of my list uh, of fantasy romcoms there are a few others which i know like be likes my love from another star a lot oh, yeah. my other the other famous one is strong woman do bungsun do this also has a character of uh, this also has a not a character what do i say a track of some mystery uh and kidnapping and all but the 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 triangle guys like G- jisoo and the main kim hyun 
Skinny Park Hyun Sook, yeah. Sorry, Park Hyun Sook, yeah. Sorry, he's and so then, sweet. <laughs> yeah, he, he's adorable. <laughs> he's uh, this is so this, this this show is going to just become us like swooning about all these male characters. Yeah. Those are those are some of the fantasy rom coms, and I do want to talk about the mental health rom coms, right? Because Kill Me, Heal Me is like such a great show. It is a they it has the comedic comedy spin, and it does also make you cry because it is multiple personality disorder, and this guy ultimately has so many personalities and. you know it's kind of comical when he goes into certain personalities and the way he deals with park so jun and the main lead, the female lead and uh, there is also this uh, show called secret life of my secretary which is like super comical it's the other secretary show apart from uh, what's wrong with secretary kim in this one the the guy has face blindness and this is somehow a very korean drama thing i've at least seen three or four shows that have face blindness as a 100 days my prince also had that kim seon ho <laughs> yeah. has face blindness yeah, yeah. exactly like yeah maybe 0.0001% of the population has <laughs> and then they make their character have that yeah and in this one they have like that's this is a comedy workplace comedy right and he has to remember oh like you know what does my secretary do and then it's it's actually like a very fun thing um i alluded to this earlier but as korean shows have evolved they've moved to other genres whereas chinese shows have really stuck and persisted uh, and almost perfected this pure ro- romantic comedy genre so of course they have their historical ones but i'm talking about the modern romcoms uh they just do a fantastic job of talking about the lives of regular people just growing up all the way from middle school to adult life or people who meet at the workplace and fall in love it's very simple completely angst free like you you don't have any melodrama there's just pure happiness and feel good romance they're just two characters trying to learn about each other like in any relationship they go through ups and downs along the way but then at the end of the day they are super happy so a few of these i've talked about this one earlier there's one called a love so beautiful it follows the track of uh, a girl and a boy who are middle it go all the way from middle school to adulthood there's another one called skate into love where there are two athletes who are just trying to help each other out in their respective careers there's another one that i really love called love o2o and it's about two computer science majors and they meet in an online game and there's there's nothing crazy or new about it it's just two computer science kids who are who are friends they become they like each other online they meet offline they there's no like uh, the story arc is so simple it's just two people they meet they like each other they have fun they have friends along the way and they graduate together and then they set up a company together there's nothing crazy about it but that's 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 what makes it so beautiful special and fun uh and uh i i'd also like to talk about what are the differences between korean romantic comedies or chinese romantic comedies and other uh, uh places like india or uh, indian cinema i think i've been quite lucky uh, as far as my k drama romance viewing is concerned because at least for the first you know six to seven romances that i saw all of them the ones that i've mentioned so far you know had good equal weightage for the male and female leads and um, like ramya was mentioning earlier you know uh, in 
for instance in what's wrong with secretary kim she has a lot of agency you know and and she is the one who drives the story f- uh, forward and female leads that have ambition i love that you know in weightlifting fairy a lot of the uh, the plot you know is also concentrated on you know her it's you know her coming of age and you know going on to become this really successful sports person and in even in her private life of course she falls in love and all that but there's also this you know she's she's thinking about a career switch and she often talks about there's this very um, nice conversation between um, in her private life i remember where you know they're discussing the work that an art curator does and that's her so i picked up so much from that show which i thought was great you know you don't expect to you know have these fi- see these discussions find a place in you know a fluffy romcom but i really like that but i also have to tell you yeah i probably lucky i was luck very lucky with you know the shows that um, i saw initially because i remember i think about the 10th or 11th show that i saw was secret garden which again is a really really famous romantic comedy but i was i was full of rage um, as to how hyunbin is in the show yeah. he's he's despicably he's he's so you know mean to the female lead i felt so bad for her and it takes about i think 15 episodes in that 20 episode show for him to finally you know be be a nice guy to her so i remember being really angry because i think it was the first korean show i saw where the male lead was so mean yeah i think even it's a function of it being an older show so if you yeah, see some yeah, of the yeah. older chinese and korean dramas you would hate all the male leads like never watch <laughs> yeah. boys over flowers oh like, yeah. he's so mean like right. you're just like what is this romance It's not I a think, romance. Yeah. Also, be full disclosure. Boys Over Flowers is one of my, you know, favorite shows. I know, I know, you know, why it's problematic, <laughs> but it's also one of my top guilty pleasure shows. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. I I, I can't. <laughs> I have watched it, and I just can't. I I do. I feel. you know like hyunbin right because many of my friends at this point are watching cloy. I. totally against them going the hyunbin route because after like beyond claw if you see him in the older stuff like hide jekyll and me and all of this you won't really like him you're like dude no like don't don't watch these you know and that's true like i i also want to purvaja you didn't talk about romances in a bonus book because i don't want to talk about that a little bit and oh, you know, yeah. ask you <laughs> in that you know he falls in love with she's his senior right yeah 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 an older yeah. woman and oh my god again the, this was um it was my first luna romance the yeah. it was my first luna romance that i saw and again every trope that i associated with that genre that show pretty much shattered it it was so nicely done so dignified and um you know the the lead in that lee jong suk he's younger but you know he's he's really successful he's shown to be this very successful you know associate editor in a publishing house and the way they set it up you know yeah he's reunited with a childhood friend who he's had feelings for for years but it's so it's so slow burn that's the right word for it the romance yeah. is so slow burn nicely done of course there's there's like a second lead uh, who she dates and even everything you know associated with them it was so i think dignified is the right word it was so nicely done they were so mature it somehow i somehow loved how it all came together on screen and the fact that it was it was about books it's just one of those shows that 
you know it's, it's the equivalent of like a cup of hot chocolate on a cold day it's for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me that, that that show you know it really warmed my heart it was so nicely done again uh, a hero who respects the female lead a female lead with ambition in fact that show you know discussed something that i was so surprised to see in a romantic drama it's all about you know she's taken a career break for 10 years she's divorced she's a single mother right now and it's about her going back to the job market the first few episodes you know show us how tough it is and she even tells him in a later episode you know you have no idea how tough it is and yeah. we see him you know realizing even later in the show how tough it is for her to get a job all of that so nicely dealt with and still you know the show had romance as its focal point which i think is absolutely was absolutely lovely b have you seen it have you seen romance in obono's book okay okay i think so, after this you're going to <laughs> so basically i think she's still doing legend of the blue sea she's not on her list so i want her to put that first but <laughs> so romance in obono's book she actually lives in a old apartment that has been you know in her house that has been auctioned off Yeah yeah and she'll be and this fellow finds her and he doesn't make her feel bad about it you know he gets angry Not that she's in the situation exactly and yes. he doesn't make her feel bad she's stealthily going and taking bath and eating his breakfast and using his room and you know squatting in her in his attic literally that's the word like she's squatting yes, without yes. him knowing and then you know she gets a job in the same publishing house and they show the whole thing and as purvaja said it's one of the shows and be for you it has the same setting as chicago typewriter the same set design it's just the lighting is different so you know how chicago typewriter has those books like the whole from like niche to i mean from the floor to the ceiling um check it out then <laughs> i i love chicago typewriter i i'm curious uh, what do you guys think of the common tropes in romantic comedies i i know there are a lot i think for me they become very templateish so i don't have favorites but i do enjoy because you know familiarity is something everybody seeks when watching tv you have to have a mental space for difference like things like kingdom stranger signal i could go if i'm in a mental space for it but at the end of the day if you just want pure entertainment you fall back to familiarity right so for me i think that's what tropes do and some of them sometimes if it's done well it's good but sometimes it's cringe worthy like you know so the every trope that you pick can taddle between those two those two things you can either make it cringe worthy or you can make it like a little more nicer so some of the ones that i feel like i kind of identified as like you know childhood soulmates you know like what's wrong with secretary kim has the same thing it's associated with kind of trauma which also it's okay to be not be okay is associated with a certain trauma but oh hey childhood soulmates i met you before and now i'm meeting you again and and uh, the other one which is obviously super fun is the second lead because startup uh, i know <laughs> you got irritated but i like startup uh, the second lead was so cute and i didn't mind whoever i mean though okay nam nam jo hi okay the end but <laughs> i didn't mind this is the ultimate second lead there's a mean <laughs> horrible first lead and such a nice second lead that's the ultimate <laughs> and i do i do have problems you know i do have problems with the cinderella story tropes like i have seen my id is gangnam beauty and true beauty and i've seen both these shows i have problems with it but i still watch them from familiarity right so i think like these are mine i sometimes feel it can easily become cringy 
because when it goes like you're kind of very weird actually the whole of true beauty when you actually see the actors in real life i'm like dude how is this ugly dude like they're all supposed to be like superb like come on like you know korean beauty standards and body standards are so out of this world if you talk about america not being bo- you know body positive korea has a long way to go i mean it's just promoting oh hey perfect skin no perfect body perfect no waste rather you know and i just don't see a lot of people with different kinds of and that's what makes it cringy you know the show can be enjoyable but it's still i'm like i know it's not true <laughs> you know so that that it's kind of like how boys over flowers i know is you know uh, problematic but it's still something i immensely enjoy because you know it has everything familiar and everything i had associate with a rom-com basically yeah. but um uh, you know ramya was talking about her favorite uh, you know tropes mine definitely is you know the grumpy rom-com hero with a heart of gold again i'm going to go back to true beauty here <laughs> I know yeah I know of course Moon Ga-young is far from you know ugly or whatever they make her out to be but Suho um, you know Cha Yeon-woo who plays Suho yeah so Suho is this really really grumpy rich kid he's really grumpy but yeah he he's a really sweet guy you know even when the whole uh, second lead uh, debates for true beauty was going on I was team Suho through and through because he's a really nice guy you know um they he they start off by showing you know um how he and uh, the female lead you know bond over similar interests they both like comic books but after that you know you you see that he's the one who kind of you know who's one of the first people to tell her it's okay i mean you are pretty and you know you don't have to be someone else or you know he's quite disapproving of the fact that she wears makeup but at the same time he never you know he respects her decision there's never this point where he says you know just take your makeup off he's he says you know i don't think you need it but it's fine as in you know you're doing it because you want to feel good that's fine and again that was one show i know it was it was quite a, you know fluffy romcom at the end of it but i really enjoyed you know how his character was done of course it gets quite tropey and ridiculous towards the end but even otherwise i think it's it's total it's pakka feel good uh, stuff and yeah suho he's he's the <laughs> definition of a of a grumpy you know but warm hearted romcom hero that i love it was a lifted shift from my id's gangnam beauty because even in that he's supposed to accept exactly this, yeah. this, this female <laughs> who's like a perfect 100 and has perfect lines and perfect angles so he's he's done yeah he's done the same character yeah yeah my my favorite trope actually is enemies to lovers i <laughs> love the fact that uh the male and the female lead pick up with each other in the beginning they hate each other they do all kinds of crazy things to each other and then they fall in love So a few examples of that is cheer up or sassy sassy or sassy go go it's about uh these two kids in high school who hate each other another one is i'm not a robot and how they start off really hating each other but then over time they start understanding and liking each other so that's really one of my favorites another trope that i love is contract marriages or contract cohabitation So a good example of that is a Chinese show called uh, Mr Perfect and Miss Casual 
And then uh, there's another one uh, that I like called uh, Put Your Head on My Shoulder. It's a lovely Chinese show. Very, very simple story. Just two people who li- who are, whose parents are friends and they end up being roommates and then they fall in love. So I, I love shows like that. Sorry. I also like the I also like the cohabitation trope, you know. That's something that I think uh, K dramas do really well. Uh, my first first life had that, and I don't know. Have you also noticed how cohabitation is always worked into every script somehow? You know, it'll just. I think happen. that is that is that soul tri- that is Korea trying to be a little more modern like how netflix started uh, <laughs> what is it called little things right with uh, dhruv and mithila parker um, yes 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 no but that's this, that, that's yeah. india also is trying to be progressive so i can totally understand <laughs> you know i think they weren't like that before but um i my first first life is bees she told me to watch it so many, like that was one of the first <laughs> three or four shows i saw she was like oh you have to see this and then I remember I was like oh wait he's talking about a cat I mean just because she feels his cat and that's so like mechanical that show to be very honest like they sit in this place she sits in this place you know if you've seen that I feel yeah so it's so the thing would like for anyone who's uh, listening to this and thinks you know cohabitation is you know full of you know chemistry bursting it's not in k dramas let me tell you <laughs> but it it gives it it you know gives um way to some really slow romance building up and i think you know most of these shows do it really well like of course what's wrong with secretary kim also has a cohabitation you know angle everything like i said they somehow find a way to you know um, bring it in even in uh, ramya's favorite show legend of the deep blue sea she's living in his house right That, she's living at, in the attic of his yeah, in the yeah. attic. So <laughs> yeah. that that makes for you know some really great moments, which you know I quite yep. uh, enjoy. Yep, yep. There is one contract marriage thing. Since you guys are talking about it or cohabitation, called fated to love. It's a little oh, bit of, oh, of it, yes. That's an older one, and somehow <laughs> it's hard to watch, dude. Like it's really hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so in that one what happens is they have like a one night stand in uh, so in Macau so apparently that's kind of the Vegas of Korea or something i don't yeah, know yeah. like you know everybody ends up going there and uh, they end up staying together or like getting contract marriage or something <laughs> like that and uh, i don't know yeah it was it was a hard to watch show but i get i got through it to be honest <laughs> there are a few more like that now it's not coming to my mind but because this is it, my first life that's a lovely one about uh, contract marriage but uh, oh sorry so yeah i meant because this is my first life only i think when oh I yeah without chemistry right life. yeah yes yeah sorry, because, because this is life my is first life yes 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 the one with because, the cat <laughs> So yeah, oh, even yeah. I got confused because this is my first first life is the Jisoo one where four friends live in exactly. the same house together. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And also, are, you know, um, sorry, go sorry. Ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. So ahead. you know, since you mentioned gender bender, um, I I completely skipped mentioning this. But another romantic comedy that I loved and I didn't expect to like so much was Coffee Prince. Somehow, I just didn't. It didn't vibe for me. I I, okay, I like okay. I like the majority here. I, yeah, I, I like all you, but but that's true. Like I think even for me, it didn't vibe well. Though I saw the show, 
I'm like, dude, this is for me. I think the biggest thing is the production quality, right? It has to be like really, yeah, organized. which is much better in the newer modern romances. Yeah. So, any parting thoughts, Purvaja? How can our listeners find out about you? Okay, so um, I'm on Twitter, and that's where you know I also uh, got in touch with Ramya and. uh b and b of course has a terrific list of shows that you know i've accessed and i found quite a few really sweet uh, romance shows from that but you know for um anyone who's looking to start watching k dramas really please start with the romances i know a lot of people who you know started off watching amazing shows like kingdom or signal but you know korean romances are something else i think they're the best some of the shows that i've watched are the best and what led me to korean romances also was that i was you know tired of watching um uh, you know all these um hollywood uh, chick flicks for the millionth time and i thought okay why not you know let's watch something new and this made me a total convert i love them so it's the best it's the best way to you know start your korean drama journey if you're looking to you know watch some solid romance So uh thank you so much for listening. I'm bandra_girl on Twitter. Ramya is at ramyaprakash and uh, we'll be back next time with a new episode. Thank you so much.